Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance. We're in the next 15 minutes. I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. I hope you guys are having a great start to your Tuesday today. We got some stuff going on in the news. Let's get right into it. Uh, term of the day, guys, is going to be backdoor Roth IRA. So yesterday we talked a little bit about Biden's tax plans. Uh, today I read that there's going to be a, basically a stipulation in there about backdoor Roth IRAs. So people in my generation, usually anything backdoor is not good. (laughs) So in this case, it is good. Okay. Backdoor Roth IRA. And it is a method for what they call the rich, but I would call uh, the smart savers. I definitely don't think they're considered rich, Um, but it's a way for the smart savers to invest in a Roth, even though they make too much money to invest in one. So I think like the income for a Roth IRA is like the most you can make to use one is like $130,000. Okay. That's not a lot of money, guys. It's just not a lot of money. It sounds like a lot of money because of income, but more than likely people spend their money. They do not save it wisely. So if you make more than 130, you can't do a Roth IRA. But a backdoor Roth IRA is a way for people who make more than that to have a Roth. So if you guys know a Roth versus a traditional IRA, it's just the way it's taxed. That's There's nothing else special about it. Either the government takes money at the beginning, which is a Roth, or they take money at the end, which is a traditional. So normally when you have uh, an IRA or a Roth IRA, you're thinking, hey, I'm poor right now, or I make less money than I will when I'm older, so it's okay if they take the government taxes me now because when you're older, you'll have a larger tax bracket and you don't want them to take the money then. You want them to take it now when you have a low tax bracket. So with a backdoor Roth, it allows for uh, wealthier people to be able to convert, uh, just say, let's use a normal IRA, an IRA into a Roth IRA. So say they put $25,000 in that normal IRA and they made 25000 So now it's at 50000 And they're thinking, huh, I kind of want to put that into a Roth just because I don't want to have to pay taxes on this five years from now whenever I use it. And so what they do is, is they do a backdoor Roth IRA. And what that means is that they will pay taxes right away. So they will pay taxes on both that 50000 that they, or that 25000 that they put in and that 25000 that they earned as interest. So they pay taxes immediately. But once that gets converted to a Roth IRA, now whatever happens to that account, there's no taxes. So it's actually a really smart maneuver and very, very legal currently, as long as they don't change it. Um, it's a smart maneuver that allows people to say, hey, you know what? What if I converted this 50000 now? I'll pay taxes on it. But whenever I retire, I have 50000 tax-free. And so... in you know, most people I would recommend if you do this, uh, you don't touch it for like 10 to 20 years. And that way that 50,000 becomes, you know, 500,000 or a million. And then you can live off of that money tax free, completely tax free because you already paid taxes on it. And so Biden wants to get rid of that plan. And I am not a big fan of it. Backdoor Roth IRAs are an extremely efficient way to, uh, to try and remove some tax obligation from people. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going to be a person who saves good anyway. So you would want that advantage as well. Okay, let's get into the news today. Let's see what is happening. Global equity markets are mostly lower with the U.S. focused on the latest report on consumer inflation with the release of the Consumer Price Index. The Hang Seng Index, which is just like the S&P for China, remember that, uh, fell more than 1.2% for a second consecutive day. And the Shanghai Composite Index dropped 1.4% after a surge in cases of the Delta variant 
of COVID-19 that led Chinese officials to lock down the electronics manufacturing city of Ximen, uh, X-I-A-M-E-N, Ximen, I think is how you say it. Uh, the major averages in Europe are also declining. U.S. investors are watching today's CPI for hints as to whether the Federal Reserve may begin pulling back or tapering its bond-buying stimulus program, which was put in place to boost the economy when the coronavirus pandemic hit last year, and consider raising interest, uh, interest rates to fight inflation. Many policymakers, including the chair Jerome Powell, have suggested higher inflation is only temporary and will return to more normal levels as the economy fully recovers from the pandemic, pandemic slowdown. Geez, sorry guys, I'm struggling this morning. I've had a lot of coffee already. Uh, the price of oil is moving higher once again as Hurricane Nichols impacts the Gulf of Mexico, adding to production concerns caused by Hurricane Ida. Bitcoin is rising, trading above 46000 again. Okay, so let's read into the headlines today. So... The first one I'll just talk about is the is the backdoor Roth thing. So House Democrats House Democrats proposed ending backdoor Roth IRA strategies strategies for the wealthy, along with new limitations on type of investments that can be held in IRAs, according to an outline released by the House Ways and Means Committee. The outline propose, proposals are tied to a $3.5 billion budget plan and would take effect in 2022 if passed. So guys, I don't think this gets passed. Um, it's just not... Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how this... I don't, I don't know how this does anything. And we talked about it yesterday, how when you invest in something and it's not in an IRA format, you're not getting any tax breaks. You've already paid taxes on that money. And so now they're trying to make more investment accounts similar to that, similar to a typical brokerage account, which why would anybody want to invest if you're going to take away incentives for them to save for their retirement? It's, I just don't understand it, especially with social security, how minimal it is and, I mean, like the most I've ever seen someone get for Social Security, guys, is $34,000. Now, you can get more, but it's very, very unlikely. Um, and I've seen, I don't know, probably close to a thousand different cases now of Social Security situations. I've never seen it, anyone top more than 34000 And in fact, most of them are half that. And most of them are like seventeen, eighteen grand because people don't know how to use Social, social Security to the most that, that they can. Um but anyways, back to a Roth IRA, good thing, bad thing that the House Democrats want to get rid of it. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, another headline, Fox Corporation announced it has acquired celebrity news platform TMZ from AT&T's Warner Media. As part of a plan to expand its digital media presence, terms of the deal were not announced, but TMZ is being valued at less than $50 million. Um, I mean, okay, so what? I look at that and I go, TMZ's a bunch of punks. I wouldn't want to be famous if uh, if DMZ was always around, which they are. Uh, but shares of Fox are up about 1.13%. So I guess that's good for Fox, but I don't know how TMZ does them any good. It's I I think that that's bad for Fox as even as a company. Like I don't invest in Fox. Nobody I I work with invests with Fox. Um, but I just. I found that interesting because it's almost like they're making, I would say they're making their company worse with that. Very, very interesting. Okay, last headline is uh, Massachusetts announced it's enlisting the National Guard to help bus students to schools to address an acute shortage of bus drivers. Crazy, crazy, crazy situation, guys. Nobody wants to get this COVID vaccine. Um, and hey, look, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I don't like being, if I was in an employed situation, like if I worked at one of the firms I worked with and they were like, you have to get the vaccine to work, I would strongly consider not working there just because I don't want to be told what to do. Like, why do you got to tell me what to do? 
Why are you telling me what to do? It just, it, it would, I would feel that way if they were like, uh, you have to uh, wear a bib at every meal now when you eat at the office. Like if they told me that, I'd be like, I, what? It's just something, something like that where being told what to do by an employer where you're already giving your blood, sweat, and tears, I feel very conflicted about that. So no, no one way or the other about the vaccine, but definitely about being told what to do. I'm not a big fan. Uh, but let's read about this uh, this bus driver shortage here. So as many as many schools in the U.S. as many schools in the U.S. welcome students back in person, school districts from coast to coast are struggling to hire enough bus drivers, reportedly due to concerns about unvaccinated students and employment vaccination requirements. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, at least the hospital here, where I have quite a few clients um, here in Prescott, Arizona. They don't have enough people to run the cafeteria. So sometimes I will meet, you know, physicians or or, uh, or PAs in the in the cafeteria, hospital cafeteria, and they it's not even open because they don't have enough workers to work the cafeteria, and so they have food trucks coming. And I had one uh, one client tell me, yeah, it uh, it cost me eighteen dollars to get a beef sandwich. A beat and just a drink, no chips, no nothing, just $18 from the food truck. And that blew my mind that that was uh, pretty insane. So I don't know how that's going to affect other industries. It's absolutely going to affect it. I don't know what it looks like. I, I don't have an answer for you guys. Um, overall, I'm still invested. I don't think it's going to change the way I'm uh, invested or my clients are invested. I think it's just a phase, whatever it is. And it's a storm. You got a weather kind of thing. I think this is just going to be temporary. And I'm very hopeful in the next couple of years. But right now, it's uh, it's definitely something that I have to keep an eye on. Okay, so let's read the big story today. It's about oil. The price of oil continues to climb as a second hurricane in just two weeks hit the Gulf Coast region. Hurricane Nichols made landfall near Sargent, Texas this morning as a Category 1 storm before being downgraded back to a tropical storm. It's dumping several inches of rain where of rain there and heading towards Louisiana, which is still recovering from Hurricane Ida on August 29th. Much of the oil production in that area remains offline. The stormy weather and disruptions from Ida have driven the price of crude higher throughout the month. West Texas Intermediate traded above $70 a barrel yesterday for the first time in six weeks and is adding to that today while Brent crude has topped $74 a barrel. Okay, guys, I don't know the difference between those types of oils, um, but those are both great measures for how much your gas is going to go up, you know, gas for your vehicle. Uh, so let's look at some of these oil companies that I'm definitely invested in, just so disclaimer, and so are some of my clients. Uh, energy company stocks were among the best performers in the S&P 500 yesterday because of rising oil prices, and shares of Exxon, Marathon Oil, and Occidental Petroleum are among these gaining the among geez are among those gaining ahead of the opening trading today. Sorry guys, I'll I'll do better every single time. <laughs> um, so Exxon Mobil definitely own that own a lot of Exxon Mobil. Uh, they just they're a great dividend company. And so I mean the other the other two I'm not uh, detail oriented as far as what what their numbers are, their earnings per share, their float, etc. I don't know enough about that. Um, but Exxon I do. So Exxon is a dividend company. And if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about dividend companies, how they differ from growth companies. So Apple, Apple's a growth company. They don't really offer a dividend, but their stock price rises and falls quite drastically, mainly rises. <laughs> but ExxonMobil is a, is a utility company slash, well, not utility. It's an energy company that has a great dividend. I think it's six or 7% right now. And they pay that. So if you put a thousand dollars 
into ExxonMobil, you're going to get $60 every year, just guaranteed. Or I think it's every quarter, so you'd probably get 20 bucks, maybe 15 bucks. Um, and they do that. That is a way that they basically give back to their investees or their investors. Um, and the stock price doesn't really go up much. Now, it does. It does go up. It's definitely a good stock. It's definitely considered a blue chip company. Um, but its purpose isn't to have a $1,000 stock price. Like they like to have a consistent stock price and then give out nice, good dividends, similar to AT&T, right? So utility companies, energy companies, uh, financial companies do it too. Um, but I wanted to just touch on this really quickly. The reason those stock prices go up is because of inflation. So whenever hurricanes hit, and we'll just use hurricanes as an example, and you have an area, oil, in the Gulf where they stop producing, right? There's no more oil coming in. That means there's less oil and there's high demand. And so therefore the price goes up. Obviously that's what inflation is. Well, that means the stock price has to go up. You would think that, oh no, they're running out of oil. It would drop the stock price, but it, that's not the way it works. It only works that way if there's, if there would be like no demand. So, or, or uh, if there wasn't demand, but there is demand, right? So that's why Exxon goes up. And so I think that hurricanes are seasonal but what we're going to find, what we're going to see is that as energy goes green, oil is either going to have to adapt and they're going to have to go green themselves or their stock prices will probably drop. Now, I'm not saying that for sure because oil is used in almost everything um, and it'll probably be like a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year type of thing to see Exxon <laughs> basically get phased out. Uh, but I also know Exxon's one of my favorite energy companies. Oil, whatever you want to consider, uh, your opinions about it, they're one of my favorites. And I use them for a lot of retirees. So Exxon gives a great dividend. It's predictable. Uh, and so with a retiree who's looking for consistent income, I can say, hey, you know what? You're going to get 6 7% pretty much every time they have a dividend. We can use that as income. So if I put you know a million dollars into someone for Exxon, they're going to get sixty, seventy thousand dollars, assuming all things equal, right? Stock price and whatnot, uh, no catastrophes. I mean, they're going to be able to live off that, and that is a way to sort of diversify and have an income plan for your clients. So if you guys have parents who are thinking about retirement, uh, listen, they're going to hear this word a lot: annuities. Tell them to run as fast as they can. Run fast and hard. Annuities are not good. And if anybody has any questions about annuities, I am more than happy, more than happy to personally discuss it with you or them or even any other professional who thinks that they're the bee's knees because they're nothing more than a ripoff and a scam. And uh, yeah, sorry, I'm very passionate about the <laughs> about the annuity game, guys. So uh, yes, ExxonMobil, dividends, good for income portfolios for retirees. Uh, that is it, guys. I'm at my limit today. As always, invest early, invest often. I will see you later.